episode 15, Real Church Matters. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm with S1 and Allen. You're yeah. supposed to say Minister Forrest Hall. Minister we... Forrest Hall. <laughs> and I'm here with Evangelist Antoinette Stop. Allen. Stop. No. And um, yeah, here we go again. So, realchurchmatters.com, the SoundCloud, the iTunes, share all of that. Um, We've been getting a lot of listens, though. We have? Yeah. (laughs) I've been hearing some some, a lot of people. We we have been getting some listens, and I appreciate the people that's listening. And I I would love to get some more questions and comments. Um, You know, not so much, you know, people be like, I want to know what people think about me. But I would love to hear comments that um, can encourage us to keep on going. You know, we only 15 weeks in and don't plan on stopping no time soon. So encouraging words always are helpful. Questions always challenge us. Even comments, you know, things you disagree with mm-hmm. also challenge us, um, sharpen us, and help us to continue to grow. Um. Oh, I cut you off when you talked about your music, but yeah. oh, was it? Was yeah. I about to? You was about to go about. <laughs> okay, so FSH Music on Instagram. Um, there's a plane flying by. <laughs> uh, so yeah, FSH Music. I'm just releasing music, and hopefully, it's helpful. Uh, been getting good feedback. Even some, he, he even some young home. kids. One of the young kids called me. Said I sound like Bryson Tiller. So <laughs> that was definitely a compliment. I, I guess. I guess so. Um, but you have your own sound. So. But um, yeah, patience, rest. Maybe we'll talk about rest one day. I, I, I'm I'm very particular right now about people understanding what that means. And I had somebody tell me like, yeah, that song was good. Like, because we do need to get a lot. We need to get more shut out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what yeah, you you might need to print out the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe the lyrics. I, I don't know, but you had a blog come out. Actually, you've been quite busy. I guess I'm starting a whole little um, motivational Monday type thing. Okay. Encouragement Mondays is what I'm going to call it. So I'm basically just going to have people send me whatever testimonials, whether big or small, and I'm going to share it with you know on my platform. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so continue to do that. Yeah. I mean, Mondays can be a drag, so I just feel like it's a good way to... Mondays are a drag. Mondays can be. But um, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hey, Into man. this week's <laughs> episode, we are talking about what does it mean to be dead in Christ? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be alive in Christ. What does it what does it mean when you have the scripture saying in Galatians 2 and 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Yeah. We hear it all the time in church. We hear people say, I'm dead. I'm dead to this world. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I Oh, hold yeah, on. I've even heard messages called like kill yourself and like, you know, yeah. commit suicide. Like, yeah, yeah, all yeah. Of that. I mean, you, you you talk about me. I think I did a few. <laughs> I actually had one called kill yourself. But um, what does that mean mm-hmm. for the person that's just coming and they hear these phrasings and they're like, you know, you look pretty alive to me. So what is what, the heck what are you mean? talking about? Yeah. What does it mean to be dead? What does it or mean? even what does that look like on a daily basis? What does that like, look like? So is it something you just do and commit and it's done, <laughs> or you know? What does that mean? I I, I think it means something, but I w- I pulled that scripture because um, I pulled that scripture. <laughs> you pulled that scripture, absolutely. Yes, you did. I you pulled that scripture, but it is one of the ones I think definitively explains it mm-hmm. in the best way possible, but. Uh, first, just saying, I've been crucified with Christ. And we know that, that Christ died for us. But then when you start to go into this whole thing about us dying with him, mm-hmm. so there's another scripture that says that we uh, we don't just fellowship in the uh, power of his resurrection, but in the fellowship 
of his, of his sufferings. Or even in Luke 14, how he talks about um, bearing his own cross and coming yeah. after me. Yeah, and, and he t- says, take up our cross mm-hmm. and follow him. Or in in uh, Hebrews, where he says, you have yet to resist to the point of shedding we of blood. blood. Mm-hmm. We There's people who are constantly creating a uh, personification to the thing that we do that literally is in the spirit. Yeah. Like we don't have to die physically. We're dying in the spirit. What is dying though? Now, here's the thing. You hear people talk about dying. They say, I'm dying to my old self or I'm dying to who I, the old man is dead. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So you have these, these ideas what we're saying is, is that the thing that bound us, the thing that was part of our previous way of thinking and mm-hmm. doing things is no more. Mm-hmm. Now, to say these things, this is a bold statement. Right. To say that something is dead is to say that it doesn't exist anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To, to say that it's dead means that it's. And that's not the case because you still have the same struggles, like you still have the same temptations, you still have the same thoughts. So it's like right. weird to say you're just dead to right. it. And that's this is where some people, at least for me, that's one of the things that always bothered me when people said that is like, well, I'm not really dead to it because it, if I'm dead to it, then zombie force be, <laughs> be added a lot. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like. But, like why do I, and it almost <laughs> discourages you because it's just like why do I still think like this? Right. Why did I still make that mistake? Right, and so that's why I love this scripture because he's saying, "I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me." Mm-hmm. And in that context, I get it right. because now he's saying, "You don't run you." Right, doesn't mean that you don't exist. It's just that you ain't the only one in the car. Mm-hmm. You're not guided by what you desire anymore. Yeah. And even when you or do. motivated by Think it. about it. Even with, The reason I say it is it's not just me in the car no more. Because even if there's a time where I do try to take the will, there's somebody else in the car. Mm-hmm. And even when I do try to steer it another way, there's somebody else saying, we ain't supposed to go that way. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you it's a dead end. Yep. I'm telling you, you go that way, traffic is backed up. I, you better listen to me. I'm still sitting there. He got a GPS. I'm still with a book of maps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still using the old way mm. to navigate. Mm-hmm. And he has a quicker, an easier way, simpler way. Mm-hmm. It may not be what I want, but it is a better way. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to guide me now. Before, it was just me in the car. All right. And when I was lost, I was lost. All right. And I would, you know, make calls out and say, hey, I need directions. Yeah, we've been there before. I think we were in a car together one time and we were lost and we were driving gas station to gas station. You know, I have the worst memories. So. You do, you do. But <laughs> at, at that point, for some reason, I don't know why. but We didn't neither, have any technology? Neither one of us had technology. Wow. And we pulled to multiple gas stations trying to get directions and we mm. could not get directions like people either didn't speak our language or there was no oh i remember got you i'm with it yeah (laughs) it happened once and then it happened to me again because my phone died Mm -hmm. and i was caught in the middle of dc with no phone and i had no clue where i was going and i was kind of crippled yeah i felt like it's a scary feeling it's like it's a scary how am i gonna get home it's always better to have somebody who knows the way. Mm-hmm. And so that's what Christ is to us. So I'm dead to relying on my way of right. navigating. Right. Or even when you think of the scripture, it's when he talks about taking his yoke, it's just like you you have a new master now. You have someone else controlling absolutely. and guiding. You have a new purpose. Yeah. I, I love t- talking about um, that in that context where we talk about taking this yoke. He's, he's saying, you put this on you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a new occupation, right. a new way of living, new way of doing things. Mm-hmm. So we understand a yoke was what they put on the oxen that attached to the plow so that the person that was in the plow or working the plow could guide the ox. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The, the ox did all the legwork, leg work, all the muscle work. Mm-hmm. But the guy 
with the plow is the one who had to guide them, mm-hmm. tell them when to go, when to stop. All of that was able to be controlled through the yoke. Right. And so he says, take this yoke upon me and learn of me. He's saying, I'm in, I'm in the back, kiddo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm holding the reins. Right. And I'm going to steer you and guide you. I'm going to tell you when to go, when to stop. That's not a lifestyle I'm used to. Right. And, is- and think of that as like the animal to keep up with the analogy. Like you can't try to do it your way. Like that's when the whole dead things comes into play. Because yeah. it's like you, you can't. You're just going to not go the right way. Yeah. And, and in that context, our old way of doing things is done. Right. Even if I want to go back, like I said, there's somebody in the car. It will all will make my journey either easier or hard. Mm-hmm. Hard in the sense that is who want to drive and hear somebody constantly like, "Yo, this is the wrong way. Like <laughs> you're going the wrong way. What are you doing? Yeah. You don't have to go this." That's way. That's that conviction that all people always that talk is, about. That is definitely that conviction. Mm-hmm. Conviction is different from condemnation because conviction is not rendering a verdict. It's telling you. What is the better way? Mm-hmm. Condemnation is telling you what's wrong with you right. with no solution. All it does, that's why con- condemnation limits us, and mm-hmm. isolates us and makes us feel sad and down because it just tells us what's wrong. Right. But ever, never given us an alternative or a solution. That's why he said there is now no more condemnation yeah, for those who are in Christ Jesus. We're not condemned. Mm-hmm. We're not doomed. There's life. Mm-hmm. Conviction is a correction. You know, like jails have to exist because people do crimes. Right. But the reason we don't kill everybody when they do a crime is because we want the we want them to have an opportunity mm-hmm. to turn from their ways. This the jail is not a a place of condemnation. At least it's not supposed to. It's supposed to be a place of learning. Mm-hmm. People do a, do something, and then we help them learn from their mistakes. And become viable citizens back in the community. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. If it wasn't such the big business it is, but we won't talk about <laughs> the institutional prison system and uh, all of that jazz. But we are dead to the way we used to do things. Mm-hmm. So I'm crucified with Christ. I'm alive to a new way of living it because there's somebody living in me. He's mm-hmm. he's he. I'm still living forces that vessel is still living but now someone else is living in me and it says and the life i now live in the flesh i live by faith that's right so we know that when we're saying we're dead we're saying that the way that i used to live doesn't exist i now operate by faith so when people say oh she ain't dead to herself yet what they're saying is this person is not operating according to her faith in God. Yeah. She's operating still according to her faith in herself. Yep. Uh, I even had to realize that for myself. Like, I had these moments where I was just like, I'm making decisions that as for that, like, way too much right now. So, I got to, that's why even, like, I shared, I've been doing, like, little detoxes and stuff to remind myself, like, your life don't operate like that no more. You don't get to do what you want and get what you want and ke- yeah. keeping that cycle over and over again. It's interesting that you would say that. And in your post, you said, keep dying. Yeah. And so we're in a situation where we have to keep dying because what it means to be alive to us. You know what I'm saying? F- for the person who is constantly trying to preserve their life, everything is self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Everything is survival. Yep. So everything I do is is to benefit my survival. Mm-hmm. But now, as a Christian, everything I should do is not, it shouldn't be to indulge my own self-preservation, but it should be to preserve the word of God in my life. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it's no longer self-preservation, but it's God-preservation. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, So let's take it, just an analogy. They, they have forest conservationists, and not forest as in me, but uh, wildlife conservationists mm-hmm. or nature conservationists, these people, what they do is because humanity is very interested in its own con- consuming and its own survival, it doesn't care about the survival of the earth right. at all. So <laughs> tr- 
trees are constantly cut down. Yeah. The trees that are being cut down, they usurp or, or unearth animals and they, they no longer have a place to stay. Yeah, that's why you have extinct animals. And it, and it, because like they that. don't have this yeah. place to stay. Their habitats are destroyed. Therefore, their ecosystem is destroyed. Therefore, mm-hmm. they're not eating the proper way. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they're, they're struggling. All of a sudden, these animals die. All of a sudden, the whole construct of the earth is starting to break apart because only one species is focused on themselves and their own pleasure. Mm -hmm. And so when we take that and let's look back at our lives, Mm -hmm. we're focused on what we want. Focused on what we need, what stimulates us, what makes us and happy. And in that environment, we create that environment. Too. We, we create that environment. Mm-hmm. So what do we do when all we are is consuming? Anything that gets in the way of us consuming, we knock it down. Mm-hmm. So while they're tearing down trees and messing up ecosystem, we're tearing down our faith. We're tearing down uh, our disciplines. Yep. We're tearing down our peace, our joy, our happiness in Christ. We even tear down our God to create little gods. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. We, we in in the, in the context of looking even deeper at it, we tear down the trees to give us oxygen to build things that take away our health. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We do. At one point, they tore down some trees to build a tobacco plant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, they had to tear down trees. They had to get rid of trees yeah. in order to build a place that built cigarettes, that take away, that damage the lungs where the trees give the lungs. And air. we don't we don't realize we're doing it, too, because it's such a way of life. Like you find yourself isolating from those type of like even Christians. Like you find yourself not wanting to be around them. You find yourself not wanting to. Even small stuff like listening to gospel music, like all that stuff. Like you don't even want to be reminded of that. You don't want to be reminded of anything that connects you to the things that are not preserving you. Mm -hmm. These things are taking you away. They're taking you out the picture. We don't want to be in the background. We want to be right in the foreground. Mm -hmm. That's why we take selfies. You know what I'm saying? God isn't about selfies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's about (laughs) Goddies, <laughs> you know what I mean. He he wants him to be in the picture. Mm-hmm. You can photobomb the picture. You could be in there, like little. you know. We, maybe we might see you in the background, but every picture of your life should have God in the forefront. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But everything is about us and self. Then we tear down the best parts of us to feed the worst parts of us, mm-hmm. and we don't realize it. No, so that's why this thing has to die. Mm-hmm. The part you know it's, a monster. It, it's a monster. <laughs> That's why he does say the heart is deceitfully wicked and all that stuff. It's, it's so true. Yeah. It, you know, it'll have you thinking you're taking care of yourself when you're really not. Like you're really hurting yourself. That's how women end up in abusive relationships and all that type of stuff. Like you think you're connected to something that's helping you or loving you, but it's really not. It's really not. And nor nor am I interested in it helping me because I don't want help. I want stimulus. Mm-hmm. And if, if if it stimulated me to get help, I will want help. Mm-hmm. I always used to share this, and, and people who hear me talk all the time have heard this, but I'll share it on the podcast. If it felt good to hit yourself in the head with a hammer, we'd be sold out of hammers at Home Depot. Yep. But instead, we not. The oldest profession in the world is prostitution. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are... There, Pornography is not going anywhere anytime nope. soon, and neither is anything that feeds our indulgences. That's why you can have, or even social media. Like people, that's what people love. It. It's it's a quick like I get to look at what I like. I get to like it. Like that's all feeding into that whole. It thing. is. It is the. It is the emotional masturbation. Yeah. Tool. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It is how we. We, it's not social media. It's not social entertainment it, it, because we're no more interested in being social with people, interacting with people, if it doesn't benefit us and our sensibilities and yeah. our desire to be wanted, loved, attention uh, paid to us, mm-hmm. gratified in some way. If no gratification came from it, we would not be interested in intermingling with other people. We yeah. only want to intermingle with people in a sense that 
satisfies us. Mm-hmm. That's why I want your like, but I don't want to spend time with you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I want you to like my pictures. Or I even you. I just want you to see all the good things about myself. Not I don't want you to see anything other than the good stuff. Absolutely. And, and part of human interaction is that we get to see all of a person through time. Yeah. But if I get to limit the amount of time you interact with me or if I can make it where you don't interact with me at all. But you kind of get a feeling that you are, but you're not. But you're not. You see me all the time. You may even talk to me. You might even think about me all the time. I even think about me all the time. Mm -hmm. But you don't really know me because I've created these walls and electronic walls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Apps. They keep everybody at a distance, but allows you to still feel like they're part of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's, it's a dangerous thing. Um, we did deviate a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we, we just went off. <laughs> but but um, part of the interesting part is in Romans 8 and 10, you have it says, but if Christ is in you. Now, this is almost like a continuation of that particular scripture in Galatians. Is that still Paul? Yeah, it's still Paul. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. Mm -hmm. So he's saying the reason that we're saying that we're we're dead is because we're dead to sin. And even though our, our bodies are constantly corruptible and dead in that sense. But before we talk about being dead in Christ, we're talking about um. Our bodies are doomed and dead. Just like we said before, our physical bodies are constantly decaying. Mm -hmm. But he's saying the spirit that's in us is alive. So it's what makes us alive is the spirit. And the reason that matters is because everything that I do to promote the spirit kills me. Mm -hmm. That's why we say we died to our flesh. Because we're saying we're no longer operating, motivating Motivated, um, guided, uh, inspired, stimulated. We're, we're no, no longer any of those things by the flesh, but mm-hmm. by the spirit. So what do you say that looks like even just like on a daily basis? Like Absolutely. Perfect example is the fruits of the spirit are indicative of what we are alive in. If we're alive in Christ and the spirit is growing in us, it's, it's growing and renewing daily and the the product of that are the fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So, just like I said, any choice I make is a choice of satisfaction and stimulation. Mm-hmm. So, constantly we're eating. We like eating things that's good. I just about an hour ago, I just had a salad. I don't feel satisfied, <laughs> but I am satiated. Mm-hmm biologically I'm satiated. Right. I'm not going to die of hunger, mm-hmm. but I don't feel satisfied in another part of me. Mm. So that's that whole like starvation thing. It's like, I'm starving my flesh. I, I'm, I'm killing my flesh. Mm-hmm. I'm not killing myself because I'm not starving myself. I'm eating a salad, mm-hmm. but what there is another part. I, I'm just trying to make a distinction between mm-hmm. physical and flesh. Right. There's another part that we will call the flesh. That I am starving. And when I starve that, there's something that's giving birth in me. And that thing is a fruit of the spirit called mm. temperance. Mm. Called it's like you change. Another word for temperance is discipline. Mm-hmm. It's like you changing your appetite even almost. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. I'm it's cur- like becoming a vegan. <laughs> yeah. Curving it. I- I'm becoming a, a spiritual vegan <laughs> in a way. Because all those things tie together now. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm making certain lifestyle changes because of my diabetes that I don't even realize ties in with the life I'm living in Christ. Mm. Because God is looking and he's like, you need to operate in discipline. If you don't, you'll continue to destroy the parts of you that should not be destroyed. Mm. You'll you'll continue to knock down the trees for the sake of the building. You continue to drive the car for the sake of the air. 
Yeah. And it's interesting with that comparison because it's like it'd be those small things, like even just like your diet, how that reflects in your spiritual life. And we justify it. How did that come happen for you? Like realizing that, like how those two reflected. Because I realized that very thing that we talked about, like I realized it. I was I wasn't hungry after I ate the salad, but I still was hungry. Mm hmm. But I wasn't hungry in the sense that I needed to eat. There's a hunger that people experience in the world where if they don't eat, they need something to eat or they'll die. Mm-hmm. There's a hunger that I'm feeling that is a there's another part of me. It's not biological. It's physiological. Mm-hmm. that wants something. And because it can't get it, it's sending responses to my body as if it needs it. And it really don't. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. that this what I'm describing is an addiction. And people aren't realizing it. Whether it's food, you know, whether it's sex, like there's people who feel like they can't live without it. Yeah. And even though they won't die from it, mm-hmm. I mean, they won't die from the lack, lack of, of it. it. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're dying from the lack of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I always laugh when I see those memes when they like which one could you go without and they show like fried chicken a woman and then they'll show like money and like those yeah say, yeah people, <laughs> people love to indulge in these things but right. they don't feel like they could live without it yeah. even when they don't have it it's all they're thinking about mm-hmm. the same way even though I'm not I just ate a salad I still struggle with thinking about because I'm still new to this I'm still struggling thinking about other things that I really want mm-hmm and that can, if I'm not careful, that can consume me enough that my meditations become my intentions and my intentions become my actions. Mm. And before long, I'm in the McDonald's drive-thru trying to figure out how in the world I got here. Or after you ate it all and there's grease all over yeah. your face, you just like, it's grease what? on your face and you're like, how did we get here? Again? Nobody's <laughs> supposed to be here. Do you say? <laughs> like, but, but again, how did this happen? You know, you catching the Uber home from the dude's house and you're like, again, how did yeah. this happen? Did this happen? You because indulged and in you indulged thoughts, because yeah. at some point your body went into fight or flight mm. and told you you need something that you don't need. You mm-hmm. can live without. Mm. But that's because but you feel like you need it because you don't want to die. You want to survive right. and not your body, your flesh. Mm. And it has to be we have to understand the distinction. That's why I'm using that example. I it, I can drink juice and still be thirsty. Why? Because what I'm drinking, even though it contains the properties of water, mm-hmm. it is it not has water. The, yeah. It's not water. Mm-hmm. And so I'm constantly causing my body to struggle to suss out of something poisonous, some nutrient. All right. That, no, that's so deep. Because even when you think about it, a human can't live without water. Like you can drink apple juice. You got be in the desert and have all that stuff and still die because still you don't die, have enough you water. Need water. Yeah, you need water. At some point, you break down and you gotta drink some water. Yeah. If you don't, you causing your body to work harder to pull something out of nothing. Mm. And we've done it for a long time. Yeah. So, my doctor sat there and told me like. You know, you dealing with this situation because you caused your body to work so hard to get something good out of something bad. Yeah. Yep. That's. Yep. And we doing that. Do we do that because we don't want to die to our flesh? We don't want to die to the indulgences. When you say keep dying, you like every week I'm I'm detoxing myself from something that only plays to the indulgences of Antoinette. Mm hmm. It only plays to those indulgences, and I don't want to entertain that stuff because while I'll break my neck to get it, my body and my spiritual life will be trying to pull something good out of something bad. And when it has to work too hard to do that, at some point, just like my kidney, my life is going to break down. That's Mm -hmm. how people have these nervous breakdowns. Yes. Your mind is breaking down because you're trying to think of good out of a bad situation. Yeah. Or without acknowledging anything the good you don't you haven't you know 
accepted that whole part of God. You don't, you're not even thinking on you're that doing level. doing everything without God. Yeah. You're trying to pull good out of a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. You're trying to pull good out of a bad man. Yep. Trying to pull good out of a bad woman. Trying to pull good out of a bad job. Trying to pull good out of money. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like you, that's why people look back. They be like, I don't even know how I did that. It's like you were grasping, like you were, you were, you were fighting fight or flight. You were in that moment. You just caught up, and and that's why we have to die. Mm-hmm. She said, if you don't stop eating that way, you're going to kill yourself. She said, you either kill the lifestyle or kill yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what we're saying with the flesh. Yeah. That's the difference between the flesh. I'm physically alive, but the things that drove me, that kept my heart pitter-patting, that made me feel alive, mm-hmm. have to change. Yep. And, and Christians struggle with that because yep. they'll ch- come to Christ and not feel alive. No yeah, more. that's why you have Christians say stuff like, I, you know, I I had so much to live or I could have done this and, you know, yeah. all this regret. And, if I wasn't saved. Yeah. You, what are you saying? Right. What are you saying? You might as well go do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be like if I sat and, and you hold me accountable to my diet. Mm-hmm. But if I sat and talked about burgers all day, you'd be like, Forrest, you might as well just go ahead and have one. All right. Because it's consuming your mind. It's all you thinking about. Yeah. Or even Christians that, you know, feel like they had, they, they think it in their mind. Like, I had so much to live for. It's like. You yeah you do now you though. do now yeah it, it's like Paul said he said you know I'd rather y'all married than the burn mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about how single you are right. go find somebody right. hurry up mm-hmm. so you can shut up and get back to the things that matter because these wants are consuming your mind yes it's the conversation and it keeps you stagnant this is what people don't understand it says as a man thinketh so is he. And then it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So my conversation is indicative of my meditation. And my meditation is my identification. Mm. It's who I am. Mm -hmm. If I don't die to the way I think, then everything I speak is still the same. And people like, you know, you're doing good. I can see you losing weight. But all I'm talking about is what I can't do. Then clearly I still need help because my lifestyle hasn't changed because my meditation hasn't changed. And I know that have, hasn't because my conversation is still the same. Mm-hmm. That was a lie. <laughs> I'm still trying to take it all in. <laughs> yeah. What I said was blah, 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 yakety, schmackety. <laughs> But but it's empowering to us to know what it means to die so we can go ahead and do what? Kill ourselves. Mm-hmm. Not just say this stuff no more. Right. I'm dead to the world. No, you're not. No, you're, you're not. Because not. all I hear is you talking about the world. Yeah, that's all you. That's even when you think about the stuff people watch. It's like you feel your you consume your mind with the Kardashians and the housewives. And it's like you consume yourself with this stuff that you're so dead to just because you don't do it. But you still let it consume your mind. You it's still like, let it consume your mind. So I when never we, when, understood that. You're not trying to kill yourself. No. You know what I'm saying? It's like, OK, I, I don't know why. I feel lonely well, because all you do is listen to things that remind you of having someone, though you have no. One. <laughs> yeah, it's like we we're on. What do they call it when you're uh, like your brain is still working, but the machine is pumping your heart for you? Like you're on life support. Yeah, that's what I meant. You're yeah. on the iron lung. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you're. It's like you're still keeping that baby alive. It's yeah. Like, yeah, you're you're you are resuscitating it mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. It said, though our outward man is dying, our inward man is being renewed daily. You, if you ain't resuscitating and keeping your new, your renewed man, the spirit alive, mm-hmm. then guess what you're doing? You you doing CPR on that old you? Yeah. Every, Every day time. you wake up and God didn't God didn't put you in a position where you ain't fully functioning, but you like, oh, 
Oh, what what did I do? Mm-hmm. What, what did I, why did I let God in my life? Look at me, I'm dying, and you up there trying to get yourself back yeah. alive. You know, you do, go hurry up and run to McDonald's, get yeah, a burger. Yeah. Like how you or, to keep or, up with the, the example? Dudes is calling you. Yeah, you still texting, still flirting with the you, idea you, of it. You, you you keeping enough oxygen there for you to be alive, even though you're not truly functioning at full capacity. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where people got to understand. We have to die to the flesh, not kill your body, but your flesh. Yes. And flesh is what? It's that thing that is constantly wanting you to indulge in, in you. yourself. Mm-hmm. In you. You are cannibalizing yourself. <laughs> it, the, the Bible says that at one point he said we, he turned men over to their bellies. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we were ruled by our belly. Wait a minute. I don't have to imagine. Yeah. I am. Yes. Let me take that word belly out and put appetite. Yes. Men are ruled by their appetite. Mm-hmm. You know what I got a hankering for? Some ribs. So I'm going to go get me some ribs. Seems cute. Seems innocent until mm-hmm. I say, you know what I got a hankering for? Some little boys. Yes. And it it, it really does go from zero to 100. Like Do you know what that. I'm saying? Yeah. I, not to say, you know, man, somebody going to eat ribs and all of a sudden they're a pedophile. What I'm saying is, is that when we in, in, entertain yes. our appetites, we don't know the bounds of our that appetite. Because there are none. Because there are none. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Like, there have been times where there was a time where I did a juice fast. And for 30 days, I didn't eat nothing. I just drank juice. And when it came time, it was the end of the month, it came time to eat. I could barely finish a plate. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from a person who on a light day could kill two plates. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't finish even half of a plate. Why? Because since I starved myself in a sense, you know what I'm saying? What was so cool is that you gave your body you, exactly what it I needed. I gave my body what it needed. Nothing without, more, nothing less. Yeah, with nothing more, nothing less without ever giving it the satisfaction of the things it didn't need. Mm. And I, I did all this research before it and it, it it just amazed me so much that you can just drink. I just drank three glasses, yeah. three 16 ounce glasses of stuff at minimum. Now, I would drink more sometimes, but at minimum, I drink three 16 ounce glasses of pure juiced kale and, and other fruits and vegetables. And my body would have all it needs to survive. At no point would I die because literally, scientifically, you cannot last longer than 72 hours without food and and water. But I was able to take this stuff in and my body thrived. It survived. I was fine. I was able to go 30 days. That's how you know your body got what it needed, even though my body felt like. I was cheating it. Mm-hmm. My body felt like Betrayed, I was depriving right. it and betraying mm-hmm. it. But then I went back to eating food and I could not. My body was so used to having uh, something and yet nothing at the same time mm-hmm. that when I gave it something for the first time in a minute, it, it was like, it. whoa, this is I can't even That's take so as deep. much. Yeah. But it didn't take long before I began to give it more stuff. And the capacity for what I could take mm-hmm. began to expand again. Mm. Before long, I was back like I never left. And I could go back to killing two plates, mm-hmm. three, four if I was nasty. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, this is how our appetites work. Yeah. Our, we expand our palate. And before long, we have entered into depravities that we never thought we would be in. Yeah, we've entered into arenas of life that we never thought we would be in yep. because we expanded the capacity of our appetites. Hmm. We stretched ourselves. Mm-hmm. If we still call it the belly, we stretched our bellies. Mm-hmm. And now our bellies can take a whole lot more. A in whole lot more. Yep. Before it, it feels what? Satisfied. Mm. So before you smoke some weed and it was enough. Now you taking Molly's and Perks 
And now that ain't enough. And mm-hmm. now you sip and lean all the time like it's water. Yeah. Now that ain't enough. Or even the way your tolerance for that stuff changes. Like that that reflects the example Absolutely. perfectly. Absolutely. Your tolerance for you become desensitized. There are things that people are doing to themselves, this full on abuse. Mm-hmm. And they don't even see it as abuse. Because of what they've become sensi- desensitized to, mm-hmm. what they've become accepting of. And this all happens because if we're not killing ourselves, then ourselves is killing us. Yep. And the, the, the more it is so interesting, the parallels between diet and stuff, because not only are the things that are supposed to function a certain way, begin to malfunction in diabetes, basic functions. But certain things like your nerve endings begin to wear away. And so now people, they're always checking your feet because you can't feel things anymore. Mm. Your nerve endings, because the sugar is wearing away the nerve endings, they said, because there's more sugar in your bloodstream. And it shouldn't be sugar in your bloodstream. So the sugar in your bloodstream is now wearing away the nerve endings Mm -hmm. in your feet and in your hands. So now a person can scratch their their foot and not even know it. And that foot becomes infected. And now they got to cut the foot off. Why? Because the things that they're introducing to their body is now numbing them. Mm. And now they don't even feel the impact of the things that they're doing. Mm. Until it's time for things to be cut off mm. and cut away. Destroying ourselves. Yeah. Destroying ourselves. There was a man that was sitting in the in the the um the room with us when when we were talking about the diabetes and he he, had, he said I had it for nineteen years and he couldn't see. He had glaucoma. Wow. And, and she, the lady was asking him, like, you know, when you first had it, did you go see an eye doctor? You go do this, go do that. He's like, No. And go do those things. I didn't think it was that serious. And this is how we are. We, you know what I'm saying? We yeah. take, we, we indulge ourselves. All these ourselves. little things. Yes. Yeah. We indulge ourselves. We are so consumed in our appetite. Mm-hmm. That we're doing things that start to wear away at our normal functions. Yep. They're talking about, well, mental health is at an all-time high. You want to know why? Because the mind is under such weight. It's under such stress because of the things we're making it have to process. Yep. Then at some point, it just gives up. Yep. And then it starts. There's certain parts of it that starts to wear away mm-hmm. where now you can't even sense certain things that you should be able to sense. Yeah. And now it's hurting you and you don't even feel it. I always think it's crazy. Like uh, when people talk about how they thought they had so much money and then at the end of the month, look at their bank account. You know, you see people talk like that. It's just yeah. like you you spent this whole month appealing to your desires and then at the end of the month, you realize you have nothing left. You take a step back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're looking at you're looking at the state of your situation, mm-hmm. the body of your finances. Right. And you're, you're seeing the damage that has been done. Mm-hmm. And you're giving yourself a diagnosis. And, and you're like, doctor, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. Well, this was the summation. This is the collection <laughs> of the last 30 days. Yeah. The, every day that your feelings and your desires trumped your understanding mm. of what these things were doing to you. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's that real. Yeah. And that it's that real. When we talking about being crucified with Christ, we got something to hang on that cross for. Yeah. We got some things that we need to put up on that cross and keep dying mm-hmm. so that we might live. People say, God gave me life and life more abundantly. Yeah, he did. But if you go ahead and don't die to yourself, you can never experience that abundant life. Yes, a double-minded man is unstable, unstable in, in all, all his ways. ways. Mm-hmm. And what well, we talk about mental health, mm-hmm. you're talking about yeah. a person who is not who is trying to live, get enough faith to feel good, but not enough to kill yourself. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got enough faith to believe that there is a God. But not enough faith to live for him. Mm. And these are the people that are, you know, they fuss with atheists, mm-hmm. and they're like, "There is a God, and there was this, and mm-hmm. there is that, and I don't care what you say." And uh, instead of putting so much energy to talking to an atheist about God 
and the validity of them. You need to be talking to your desires and explaining and making sure that those desires understand there is a God. The validity of your faith. Yeah. <laughs> there's a God and there's an enemy to my God in this year. Mm hmm. And you got to go. Yeah, we love to focus on the, the Satan and all this stuff, but it's it's, it's really be us most of the time. He says, Just chipping there's, away at there's it. There's a scripture in the Bible. It says that if your eye offends you, pluck it out. Mm-hmm. He said, if your arm offends you, cut it off. The things that are offending us and hurting us are the very things we hold dear and we don't want to let go. Yeah. We telling you it's hurting you. No different than that. Everybody can look at the outside of somebody's relationship and be like, he don't love you, girl. Yeah. He don't love you, girl. That's why people love relationship counselors and financial advisors and all that stuff. You Tell got somebody getting wrong. a bird's eye view of your situation. Yeah. Like, Tell me what's wrong. But at the end of the day, all they this is what the doctor told me. She said, I could tell you all this stuff. But at the end of the day, the only person that can change it is you. Mm-hmm. I can't eat for you. You're right, doc. You can't eat for me. I can't I can't not drink that for you. You got to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. If I don't want to do it, then I'm not going to survive. Mm-hmm. And she's like. This isn't even a matter of this could happen. This is a matter of time. Yeah. It's a matter of time. And this is why, you know, people don't understand. Like, they, they look and they say, well, that won't happen to me. You know, I, I, I'm smarter than that. It's a matter of time. Yep. When you give your life over to your belly, your appetite, or your flesh, mm-hmm. then you, it's a matter of time before you consume yourself. Mm-hmm. Just like it was all fun and games back in the old settler days when we was cutting trees down and building log cabins it was all cute until yep. now we've cut down more trees than we actually have standing yep <laughs> yeah and now we're in danger of devouring ourselves. yeah because we're messing up the bit of air that we do have yeah. it's like we're messing it up what happens when your consumption begins to consume you hmm. when you cannibalize yourself mm-hmm when you begin to breathe so much air that you choke on it. Mm. See, this is this is the reason why temperance is so important. It's such a fruit of the spirit. It is. It's because moderation and balance is key. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's putting yourself in a position where you understand things like fire. Fire, the very thing that warms you can burn you. Yep. Water, the very thing that sustains you and gives you life. Can, can drown you. Can drown you and take you out of here. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we don't understand that and we don't operate in it with that wisdom? Mm-hmm. Because we haven't died to ourselves. Wisdom comes with the spirit. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wisdom is going to show you when it's time to drink and when it's time to swim. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is going to show you when it's time to cook and when it's time to get some water to put that fire out. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? You can't stand in a burning building and be like, no, nah, this is cool. The temperature is great in here. <laughs> no, this is not the environment in which you warm yourself. Yes. This is the environment in which you run. Mm-hmm. But it's it, this is the wisdom that comes from the spirit. Mm-hmm. That's why we we I, I, I do so much talking in church about the things that God created that are good yeah. that we die from because we lack the spirit to engage in them with. Mm-hmm. Sex is good. God created it. But you if you don't lack. If you don't have the <coughs> discipline to do it at the right time. <coughs> get so it becomes, up. Yeah, it becomes dangerous. <coughs> I'm finishing your sentence. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes the thing that destroys you. Mm hmm. It becomes the hardest part of your life becomes the best time of your life. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm saying that wrong. The best time of your life becomes the hardest part of your life. I know what you mean. But the important part of it is that we, when we understand what this means now, now it's, it's so much context. When you say keep dying, yeah, better keep dying. Yeah. So you can live. Not so you could be bored to death. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to help myself understand that. I'm not eating a salad so I can be bored to death. Mm-hmm. And I can have no fun. You because, just got to <laughs> define fun differently. Right. Yeah. Because think about it. 
I was I was sharing it with my sister and, and it was so funny. It's like we used to hang out, but it, it was the, the centerpiece of us hanging out was going to fun restaurants and pigging out at these places. Now we I can't go there and pig out. It don't feel the same no more. Yeah. But but guess what? That's a problem because I should be hanging out and enjoying your company. Yeah, enjoying I was gonna your say, conversation. He, it, it brings out the, it revealed the fact that what well, the reason for you guys hanging together wasn't wasn't sustainable. Right, anyway. it wasn't sustainable. Yeah. Like, what we could do? Just eat ourselves to death? <laughs> or if I, what am I saying? Like, I don't want to hang with you if I can't have nothing good to eat. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Like, it, this is another thing. It's like we want the true, honest, real things in life, but the spirit takes away the parts that destroy those real relationships. Yeah. The, the parts that distort it. It's yeah. like you trying to tell people like, man, if you introduce sex to the relationship, it really uh, clouds it. Clouds it. Mm-hmm. it really, But honestly, it's a lot of other things in relationships that cloud it as well. Yeah. And as long as you are indulging in some type of indulgence, some type of gratification, it don't have to be sexual. Yeah. Even if it's just I don't want to be lonely right now at this point in my life. Amen. I want to have somebody to talk to right now. Amen. Even that is a form of even that is a form of gratification. Mm-hmm. It's a form of your belly. Yeah, it might not be a big belly. <laughs> might be a small. But belly. But like you said, that capacity will that capacity grow. Is that tolerance. Expand. Yeah, that tolerance is going to expand. And while all you had to do was a little bit for a lot of bit, now all of a sudden you got to do a lot of bit for a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Sometimes be feeling like I'm talking and it don't make no sense, but but to me. But I hope that makes sense to somebody. Yeah. Because that's real. So, yeah, even like we can go there if you want, like sexually. Let's go there. I feel like men, like, or women even, like, you start off with little things, but it ends up taking a lot more to get you, you know, there. That's why you have people doing menage a trois and all that stuff. And. You don't think that you're you're gonna go there. Right. You don't think that you're you're gonna put yourself in those positions. But once the focus is constantly on pleasing. gratification, yeah. pleasing, if you, the more you're doing it, the law of diminishing returns, and you're gonna have to up the ante mm-hmm. in every part of your life. And it's it's a struggle for people to understand. Like no guy wants to break someone's heart. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about that. What they're thinking about is getting what they want, getting what they want, whatever means necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And I was talking to my even my little cousin about that, about how like not every guy just because they're nice doesn't mean or just be, even if they're a good guy, they got a good job and all this stuff. That doesn't mean that they're not going to just try to get what they want yeah. out of you. I think that's the hardest reality is for us to face is that when men and women and humans are driven by their appetites. There is no bounds to what they can do and how they can hurt themselves and others. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I, I guess I, I don't know why I feel like saying it again. Say it again. But but because of our desire to constantly please ourselves, there are no boundaries to the hurt that we can express upon ourselves and to the people that are around us, even the ones that we love. Yes. And... and you you trying to explain this to people and it's it's funny because you know I always had this thing I say to you like you know if he ain't a man of God then he ain't worth the time mm-hmm. and you're like well why how do you know you make somebody saved how do you, how do you know somebody's a Christian here we're we're kind of talking about you know way number one mm-hmm. this this person is not operating by their own desire to please themselves right but they are trying to please god that's where what a a a dead person does Mm -hmm. you know and as we close this out just to help us kind of get a context and understand what we're talking about you know what we're saying is that we're dead to we're dead to the things of this world we're dead to the things that gratified and pleased us Let's call ourselves the dearly departed. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a song I wrote, and maybe one day, 
we'll, we'll put it out there. But it says, yesterday I died. Now I'm one of the dearly departed. No, for me, don't cry. Oh, no, don't be broken hearted because I've never felt so alive. Mm. I've never felt so alive. I've never felt so alive. All praise to Jesus because he paid the price. Now I can rest in peace. Mm. And that's the goal of the believer right. is to rest in mm. peace. I no longer even have to deal with the overwhelming, never taking a break feeling of being satisfied. It's exhausting. It's exhausting to constantly be trying to make myself feel good. Mm-hmm. Even though even when I wake up, that's the first thing on my mind. How I'm going to make How myself I'm going to make good. myself feel good. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the day, that's what's on my mind. How am I going to make myself feel good? Mm-hmm. The depths of the night, mm. what's on my mind is how to make myself feel good, and it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. I'm putting so much uh, pressure on my heart. And by heart, I mean my mind. I'm putting so much on my body, mm. putting so much on my spirit that it gives in under the weight of that pressure. And we all know what that feels like. We know what that feels like. That's how heart attacks happen. Yeah. Heart attacks happen because your blood pressure is up. You're putting so much pressure, pressure. on the the things in the body mm. that it does nothing but just gives up. And that's why I love the Bible because that scripture about how my yoke, we talked about early, my yoke is easy, easy. my burden is light. Burden is light. Like that. He doesn't want to put pressure that gives, causes us to give in. Mm-hmm. The pressure that God puts on us builds muscle. Mm-hmm. doesn't kill muscle. Amen. See, the heart is a muscle. But if you put too much pressure on that thing, you put too much stress mm. on it, it gives up. Mm-hmm. It gives up. And we know so many people, both of us, who are under that intense pressure to satisfy themselves. And they just need to die. Yep. And so we pray for them. We pray for them right now. And we pray for ourselves, too, because like we said, it's a daily thing. It's, it's a daily thing. hourly, secondly thing. I die daily. Mm-hmm. I'm the daily departed. Mm-hmm. Don't cry for me. I know, I know. It's so many people. It used to make me laugh. So many people will ask you, you're like, so you're a virgin, and you'd be like, yeah. And it's almost like I died. Yeah. Like they, almost like they about to write an obituary for me. They're like, oh man. Or how people feel bad for you. Like they feel people. Bad for you. I, I was like, home Friday night the other day, and somebody was just like, oh, you home? It's a Friday night. It's just like. <laughs> People feel bad for you for being dead. Yeah. Oh, like, don't be broken hearted. Yeah. Because I've never. Felt more alive. Felt more alive. Amen. I, I'm part of the dearly departed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I didn't leave before my time. You know how they say, you know, you're supposed to come to Christ after you sow your wild oats. Not me. You know, I died at an early age. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, I left this place early. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I'm part of the dearly departed. Don't cry for me. Don't even shed one tear. Oh, you you never knew how this feel. I, I know how it feels to be alive. You know, whatever's for me is for me. I feel like Noah's wife. She said, may I know joy in my old age? Maybe I will. Maybe, Maybe I won't. But all I know is that God is the reason that I live. Mm-hmm. Since he's the reason that I live, I might as well make him the reason that I live. <laughs> And, and that's the way we have to operate as believers. And this has been a fun one. You know, this, this has been a fun one. one. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming up, though, we're we going to have some guests. We're going to have uh, my brother. And, and uh, he's a talented music producer. We're going to talk about uh, praise, praise and worship. worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to talk about praise and worship. And in the meantime, you know, enjoy this one and prepare yourselves bigger and better we just want to keep on dying keep dying guys and assisting you in your suicide <laughs> just call me dr kevorkian we're out of here see